You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. And today we're going to talk about protecting your digital assets. Uh, and we're going to, you know, it's not going to be as much about security, more about protection. And I know that might be a little bit uh, awkward in the conversation, but also um, I think it sets the stage for kind of this entire conversation. And, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, conversations happening on Twitter spaces, um, in different arenas around, you know, security, around, um, the different, you know, vulnerabilities that we have. And, you know, I always, you know, like to set that stage anytime we're talking about vulnerabilities or talking about security is that the number one vulnerability is, um, you and me as humans. And in this web three world, the control, the variables now, are shifted on top of us. And we're the ones that now have to be really responsible for managing this entire, you know, world that we're in. And that, that puts a lot on us. And so I'm not actually going to talk about like some of the, I'll kind of touch some of the basics there in the security, but I want to talk about how we protect ourselves from a standpoint of knowing what's happening around us, as well as knowing what's happening with our wallets and the things that we have going on um, in our world as well. And so you know, before we get into that, I just want to, you know, set the stage. I'm excited. We have a, a new, um, you know, kind of rollout for you today as podcast listeners. I've been teasing this out for a while, but we have something that we're calling the proof of podcast POP. And this will be the first episode we're going to drop, uh, the keyword for you that, uh, those that are listening that want to play along. Um, and we're going to, I'm going to, at the end, I'll talk a little bit about what this whole POP, um, is all about, but, Really, one of the things I wanted to kind of touch on or, or really hit home with first is that, you know, our wallets in this digital world are really, you know, it's the, it's the place where we store everything. It's also the place where we authenticate everything. It's also the place that we give out for people to send us anything, right? And, you know, in many cases, that can be a little bit confusing or actually a lot of bit confusing. And, this weekend, this past weekend, there was an exploit um, of one of the contracts that had uh, kind of existed out there um, for OpenSea, and it actually had to do with when we were listing our NFT for sale and the contracts that we sign um, in the listing. But you know, before we get into like those details, you know, a lot of the security best practices, a lot of the tips are about disconnecting your website, disconnecting your website from the list of things. Um, and, and you can do that in MetaMask, which happens to be um, the most common uh, of the wallets that I know many of you use. And I have some screenshots from the other wallets as well. But disconnecting your website, your your connected sites, what it does is it, it eliminates that existing connection so that you have to re-authenticate the next time you use that site. But in many cases, if someone already has your keys or you've already signed and given them access, the thing that what happens when you disconnect your sites is it actually just prevents 
other sites from uh, actually, uh, you know, uh, exploiting you as well. And so disconnecting your sites is a, is a good, important step for us to do on a regular basis, but it's a little bit less about that actual protecting. When I think about protecting our, our digital assets, um, it comes down to, you know, for me, understanding what we're clicking on, being able to throttle the settings that we have available to us, and then ultimately putting in place different notifications and ways that we can be aware of what's going on. And so one of the ones that I suggest for everyone to do is actually going into your MetaMask or whatever your wallet is and actually changing the auto lock timer to a shorter amount. I believe default is about five minutes. But what that does is it'll actually lock your, your um, MetaMask or your browser plugin right away whenever um, you're actually securing, uh, you know, after you're done using uh, your wallet. But here's the thing, the other part of that that I really like is that when you're going to do something with your wallet in the future, most of the time it's locked. Therefore, you're not just clicking a button because we get in that habit of just randomly clicking buttons. And so for me, a lot of this protection concept is actually protecting myself from myself. And that's one of the first ones that I would recommend. The next thing I recommend is there are a lot of tools that are out there. And for me, the tools, you know, there, there, there are a lot of tools. And the thing about tools when it comes to security is that you want to make sure that you're using the right tools for you, but that's really going to depend on different people, different ways to use them. I will tell you, I use a tool called Cointracker.io. Now, what's nice about Cointracker.io as far as you know what that actually does from a uh, user you know capability and 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 how it actually allows me to you know see what's going on is that it actually gives me a snapshot of all of the transactions that are happening with any of my wallets. So I can actually put multiple wallets connected to this one. Um, uh, this one software and anytime there's a transaction, anytime there's something going on, it's going to give me a kind of a snapshot and, and it actually can give you not only a, a snapshot of how it's happening, the real time transactions, but it also can give you kind of like a portfolio overview. It can review like your week in review. And a lot of what we have to be aware of is that a lot of uh, hackers, when, when we're thinking about how hackers can leverage our, our tools is that there are, Oftentimes they're smart. They're not going to just make uh, one giant transaction or they're not going to just remove all of your NFTs. Some of the best hackers will do things very uh, slowly. They'll, they'll kind of drip their way out of your, um, of your wallet. And so it's very, very important to be aware of the transactions that are happening and like just kind of browsing through them and making sure that what's happening is actually something you're, you're aware of. One of my favorite things to do is I actually have Etherscan, um, which for if you're buying NFTs on ETH, I have logged into Etherscan. I've connected my wallet to my account and I've also connected my email. And what I've actually done is I've actually uh, went into my mail settings and I made the Etherscan email um, alert uh, email address. I made that a VIP address, which means on my devices, every time that email address emails me, it notifies me on the, on the lock screen in real time. Why is that important? I will tell you, every transaction that happens on my wallet, every, every time I list something, every time I buy something, every time I sell something, every time I transfer something, all of those things, even moving things between wallets, I immediately get a, a notification. And here's the thing. If I'm not doing anything, or maybe I'm away from my computer, I'm with my kids, 
And all of a sudden I look down and I have that notification. Now I have something to worry about, right? And it's it's about protecting myself kind of in that real-time um, habit. And so that's one of the ones, um, it's not a, a paid-for tool. You can do that for free. Um, you can kind of go ahead and over there and check that out. Now, depending on your different wallets. Now, I use MetaMask wallet. I also have a Rainbow wallet. I have a Gemini wallet. I also have a Coinbase wallet as well. Different wallets are going to have different notification settings. And I can't, you know notifications are a funny thing because for most of us, we don't spend a lot of enough time throttling our notifications so that we aren't notified by things that aren't important to us. And so what happens, I know many of us have done it, right? You get so used to seeing the same notifications, you just swipe them away or you just go in and turn off all notifications. Well, for me, that's one of the biggest mistakes I believe we make when it comes to work-life balance. It's one of the mistakes I believe we, it comes to protecting ourselves. What you're going to want to do is you're going to want to be very meticulous on which notifications you allow onto which devices. And I will tell you, for my wallets and for my things that are t- attached to my, you know, my crypto or my NFTs, I have push notifications on. And yes, it can be a little bit of annoying, but I want to be aware of every transaction that I have going on. And so it's important to look inside of each app and decide, you'll go in and throttle those settings. And in my, my opinion, when it comes to notifications, it's actually the opposite of Discord. When it comes to app notifications, I turn them all on, and then I slowly will, will go in and say, okay, I don't need to be alerted whenever um, there's an announcement by the company, but I do want to be alerted every time there's a transaction. In Discord, I actually tell people to do the opposite. I tell people to go in, turn off notifications, and then go through the different Discord channels and turn on your notifications. So, for me, notification management could be probably the, the difference between saving yourself from being exploited on a ton of different NFTs versus, hey, I only lost one NFT or I caught it before someone um, moved the rest of the, the ETH out of my wallet. Now, I mentioned Discord. You know, Discord can be overwhelming. Discord can be, uh, no, it's not. It, Discord is overwhelming and Discord can be very difficult. But one of the things that I've done is I've actually went in and I've really monitored and and really throttled my Discord notifications on my iPhone. The reason being is that there are oftentimes if a Discord is hacked or someone takes advantage of something, they'll post an announcement post so that you're aware of that. Now, most people have turned off notifications because there's too many of them in Discord. What I recommend you to do is actually just go in on your phone and turn on the like the announcements channel on your favorite discords so that you are you can be aware of whenever maybe announcements coming that hey our discord's been hacked don't click on any links or what I did whenever um, those that are in our discord the minute I heard about the exploit I went into our announcement section and I typed out what I wanted everyone to do and I hit everyone so it notified everyone. And unfortunately, I know that only like one fourth of the people in my Discord actually have that notification turned on. Now, that's unfortunate because they would have been aware of what's going on immediately if they throttled the notifications. But most people are a little too lazy and we just like, oh, there's too many Discord notifications and you turn off all notifications. What you need to do is turn off the the Discord channels that you don't care about and then go in and be very meticulous about which ones you are actually being notified by. Now, 
I mentioned Discord, and there's a couple of tools. Um, one of them I've mentioned a lot here on the podcast. One of them is called IC Tools, IC.Tools. And what I really like about that is I can actually turn on notifications to where it sends me a Discord, either a direct message or post every time that there is an action with my wallet. Well, for those that are in our Discord, I, it's my way of being transparent, but it's also a great way of being aware of like what's going on. When I, and, and funny enough, when I wake up in the morning, this is the first channel I check in the morning. I'm like, oh, I, I want to make sure that there's nothing going on in my wallet that you know, I might have missed overnight. And the cool thing about that is inside of this tool specifically, and there's other tools that do it as well, and I'm not getting paid by that tool and they don't have affiliate links or anything, so I don't really care about the of getting people to use that exact tool. You can find your own favorite tool. But like what I like about this tool is it actually even allows you to change. Like, do I want to be notified? Do I want to alert every time I mint something or do I want to alert every time I buy something or every time I sell something? Because let's face it, you know, oftentimes for me, like I'll sell an NFT and I won't even know about it until I go actually in and look for it in OpenSea unless I have my notifications turned on for things like, like Etherscan and a couple of the other things that are going on. Now, I mentioned before, we have to just be very careful on what we're clicking on. And oftentimes when you're going to a site, like a Rarity Tools, Rarity.Tools, a site that I like to visit, if you want to connect your wallet to that site so it'll tell you what your individual Rarity level is on your NFTs, you have to actually authorize them to connect your wallet. Now, Connecting your wallet through authorization just lets them see from like a, a, a text-based visibility of your NFT of, of what's in your wallet. Now that is different than when you're going to a website and you're going to connect your wallet because you're going to make a transaction. And if that is the case, you're going to want to recognize that it's going to ask you to connect your wallet, but then it's going to ask you to sign. And that's where things can get a little bit sticky because now that you connect and sign. Whatever you're clicking next is going to give them permission to take action. Now, if you're just on a minting website, like I just showed um, on the video, and you want to buy the NFT, it's going to pop up and it's going to tell you, you know, here's the estimated gas price, here's the, the total amount, and then, of course, it's going to say confirm transaction. Now, anytime you see the word confirm, it's actually you're confirming the transaction, which in most cases is actually going to cost you some either gas fee or some transaction fee. So be very aware of what those buttons are at the bottom before you're clicking on them. And that's kind of like one of those things that we kind of have to really be conscious of. Now, I mentioned before that the exploit over the weekend was actually had to do with the contract that we were signing. Now, when you're signing something, when let's say you're listing an NFT for sale on a secondary market, it could be on uh, on uh, Wagme XYZ, it could be on Looks Rare, it could be on Rarible, it could be on OpenSea. What you're doing is you're actually the very first time that you are selling that NFT, you have to actually sign that that, that you want to authorize that, and you also have to want to pay for that very first um, sell transaction. And then after that, every time you relist it, you're not paying over again. But here's where that can get a little bit, you know, um, you can click on the wrong button, is that if you sign something and the contract actually authorizes in there for it to actually take your NFTs or to move your NFTs, you have to be very conscious. If it says sign, you have to make sure, look at the website that you're on, make sure that you're, there's no other you know, tabs that are open. Be very conscious of like the, the ones that you're actually signing and those that you're actually being aware of. And I will tell you, you know, part of this whole thing with security is 
it's not about all or nothing, right? So you're going to want to protect your passwords. I recommend having a password um, app. You want to definitely kind of protect yourself that way as well. You also want to make sure that, you know, the devices that you're using for purchasing and doing things that, you know, that you can, that you know where your, your different apps are, right? So like, let's say your kids use your phone a lot, right? Let's make sure that the apps that you're, that are for your crypto aren't just on your home screen randomly. And you also want to be aware of that people can't just swipe away your, your, um, your notifications. And I know a lot of people put their phone in like, do not disturb or whatever that may be. But you're just going to want to be very aware of kind of what is all happening when it comes to your NFTs and how those are being signed. So for me, when it comes down to protecting your assets, I'm actually, the thing that I love to do is actually, I want to be aware of all of the transactions that are happening, even more so than I need to actually like protect the actual digital properties themselves. The other part of this is that I really recommend if you have an expensive NFT or one that you really value, it, it, it's very important if you move it to like a physical um, hardware wallet. But here's the thing about it. If you authorize through a signature that, that a contract can pull that NFT, it doesn't matter that it's on the hardware wallet or not. So let's not allow the hardware wallets to give us a false sense of security. The other part of this is make sure that you're not clicking on any links other than the official links from the individual projects. So that's either in the official links in the Discord or in the Twitter, not in the Twitter feed, but on the Twitter profile, clicking on like usually their link tree or whatever that may be and clicking on those links individually. We can't eliminate security. We can help mitigate it. We can help mitigate some of our risk. The other part of this that you just want to be cautious of as well is that, you know, oftentimes what will happen is we will get too excited and we will kind of click too happy. And I will tell you, you know, paying a little bit more if you mint, if you, if you miss the mint price or the minting because you're taking the extra steps, it's going to be worth spending that little bit of extra money. So with that being said, I wanted to tease in our, our newest or surf in our, our newest uh, project that we have here with the podcast. And this new project is called Proof of Podcast, or we're calling it a pop. So what a pop is, is that we're going to do this. We're going to give you secret words, a couple different secret words, maybe five or six of them uh, a month. And in the very first, you know, uh, you know we're going to try to do this in the first 36 hours. But in the first 36 hours of that episode dropping either on all of the different um, podcasting apps, we're, you take the word that I give you and you're going to go to the website. The website is nft365.live. And that's going to redirect you to this uh, a form. You're going to pick the word that I gave you that you're going to actually put in there. You're going to fill out the form and you're going to click submit. Now, when the when the when that episode's contest is over, right? So 36 hours after the the podcast is actually live in your podcasting app, you're going to get an email. And if you pick the right word, then you're going to actually get a download. You're going to get a uh, an NFT skin or an NFT overlay for your PFP project. So whatever your favorite you know profile photo is, we're going to give you a fun little overlay um, for that. Now, here's where this gets a lot of fun. If you collect four, if you collect four of the, the of the right secret words, what you're going to get is you're going to get an NFT that is going to be customized for that month. 
So this first month is called Fanzoisms. So the keywords are going to be things that I like to say or like unique terms that I use. You're going to have a Fanzoism uh, NFT that'll be airdropped into your wallet, into your um, account at the end of the month. If you have four, the four is the magic number. If you have four of those NFTs. Now, what does that NFT get you? Well, it's going to get you access to exclusive merchandise. It's going to give you access to some exclusive things that we have coming up with some other projects. But there's also going to give you something that we're going to do it every month. So let's say you, you, you get the four for the month of February. And now it's the month of March. So here's what's going to be fun about this is that if you collect all four for the month of March, you already have the NFT. So what we're going to give you is we're actually going to give you ADHD coin. We're going to give you tokens. We're going to give you a, a certain amount of tokens because you've already had part one and now you get part two. And we're also going to give you a second NFT. But here's the catch. The second NFT doesn't get you anything. You can actually give that to another fan or another, another friend of the podcast so that they can then the next month take advantage of this. You're also going to have some free limited edition merchandise that is only going to be available for those that actually qualify with the POP, P-O-P, Proof of Podcast. We're going to do this every month, February through November, and you're going to be able, by collecting each one of them every month, you're going to actually be able to have additional things on, on kind of on top of what we're actually current, uh, kind of deploying. And, and for me, part of this is to hopefully get you to listen to every episode in that first 36 hours. It's also add a little bit of gamification, a little bit of fun, because here's the thing. I couldn't do this podcast. This podcast wouldn't be successful if it wasn't for all of you that are listening. And so I want to reward you that are listening, but I didn't want to drop like a PO app just because like, here's an NFT, put it in your wallet. Um, now you have more pictures on an app. I actually wanted to add some functionality and some utility and we're going to have some fun with it. So do me a favor, try not to give out the secret word to like all of your friends. I want the people to actually listen um, to the podcast but on this one, I'm going to spell it out for you that, you know, the secret word for the first one for this first month of February is D-Y-O-D-R, which stands for do your own damn research. So that's the first secret word. Hopefully you guys will play along with us. You're going to have an opportunity to get free coin, uh, you know, could be, you know, $50, $100, maybe $111. You know, even in, in our Discord today, uh, I dropped, uh, I did an airdrop of $222. Uh, that for those that were in there, it randomly selected uh, 45 people and airdropped them uh, the coin just as, as a way of saying thank you on 2-22-22. So for me, you know, much like security and protecting and, you know, it does come down to this idea of like, how do we protect each other? How do we look out for each other? And I will tell you, I, I'm going to do my best to give you security tips and protocols and, and let you know what tools are, are best to use. But I want you also to remember this, the advice that you're taking when it comes to uh, security or best practices, you have to trust that person that's giving you advice as much as you trust the projects that you're buying, as much as you trust the hardware wallets that you're purchasing. What I mean by that is if you get best practices on security from someone that doesn't know what they're doing, in many cases, you're going to be worse off than you were if you weren't even taking their advice. I was a little bit worried this last couple of days on Twitter spaces, the amount of people that are just repeating 
the same information they've heard elsewhere and, and making blanket statements like, oh, you just have to, every single person needs to go in and revoke all of their listings. Well, that's not really the case. And if we are giving that advice, we can't make blanket statements. We have to give examples and we should be, play, we should be speaking from a place of example, not from a place of theory. And there's way too much security practices that way. And so the, the last place I'll leave you is that the really best thing that you can do is just be aware of the actions you're taking and remember that the single point of failure is what we want to try to mitigate. What I mean by that is don't store everything in one wallet. Don't put all of your crypto in the same wallet as your NFTs. Don't store things on places that you don't own the actual keys to, right? So like I use Coinbase or Crypto.com. Those are exchanges where we create an account and they actually hold our seed phrase. So technically, for all intents and purposes, we don't actually own that crypto you know, outright, much like we don't own our money in our bank. So for me, I use like the Gemini wallet is a wallet where I store my crypto. I use my exchange to get it out of my bank or to convert it from one crypto to another. If, I, if it's just crypto, I move it to my Gemini wallet, right? If it's crypto that I want to use to purchase an NFT, I use it to my, my burn wallet or my minting wallet that I'm going to use when I'm going to buy my NFTs as well. In a future episodes, I have a, I, I'm going to break down some of the insurance components um, that people are, are starting to implement. I'm also going to take a, an opportunity to break down some of the nuances on community wallets and the idea of a multi-signature wallet where certain things can't happen without multiple people signing it, which I know a lot of DAOs are using, a lot of projects are using, but surprisingly enough... I also think it's a security metric that we're going to be a security measure um, that we're going to be able to use as well. So thanks so much for listening to this episode. As always, we are super powered by that ADHD coin at Rally. I'm beyond excited. We have a new podcast uh, sponsor coming up in the next couple of days. Um, it's one that uh, hopefully is going to help me look better, maybe clean up my shave, clean up my look. Uh, but you'll have to stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, I look forward to everybody playing along with our POP, our P-O-P. And remember, today's the first word of the four for the month of February is D-Y-O-D-R, which stands for Do Your Own Damn Research. Jump over to nft365.live. It'll redirect you to our website, uh, and you'll just fill out that form, and uh, you're going to get your first uh, POP, which I can't wait to see everybody using them uh, on their Twitter profiles and elsewhere. So until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers.